Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to the Miles Mikulski podcast, where we talk to some of your favorite artists and talk all things music-related, mainly hip-hop, but, you know, we might have to fling in a few things along the way. If you enjoy any of the content, make sure you follow me on socials at Miles Mikulski. Basically, it's in my name. If you're listening to it right now, you'll be able to see my name right there. I ain't going to spell it out because that's kind of long still. But follow me on socials to keep updated on who the next guest will be in the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into another episode of the Miles Mikulski podcast. Hey, what's up? Yeah, what's good, man? I'm not too bad. Listen, you got to get into this interview. It's big yeah. times. It's big times for you right now, man. Like, yeah, man, it's, it's a it's a big couple of days. It's um, it's weird to be like, I don't know. It's weird to have so much going on again. So yeah, I'm just um, I'm just excited. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are excited. This is the the debut, the big debut right now. It drops at midnight. Oh man, thank you. It's um, yeah, very very weird. It's um, you know. It just felt like a long time coming. So it just felt like something that would never come. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, it's here, you know? So yeah. um, I'm just trying to take it all in and just enjoy it, really. I hear it. Because, I mean, you had, what, 2015 you had an EP. Then mm-hmm. you had yours, what was 2016 or 17? Yeah, 16 or 17. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, then you had the three-part. So we had the start of the, the warm-up to the party, the main yeah. party. And then obviously yeah. you got Dawn and all that stuff going on as well. Shout out Claro and Throwaway. That's my tune right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so like, obviously, as you're creating, you're a producer, you sing as well. I can't lie, the singing's on point. I'll give you that, you know, the singing is on point. You, bro, I, I've been working on it, you know. It's, um, yeah. I think something that I had to like kind of, I had to grow in confidence in it and get better. Like, I'm still working on it, you know. It's like, it's, it's definitely like outside of my comfort zone. But with this album, I was like, you know, I want to, I want to push myself outside that comfort zone, and you know, I want to put myself front and center for some of these tracks, and um, yeah. and that taking that risk and like getting that reward is um, you know, it's worth it. It really feels like you feel fulfilled when you kind of take those risks, and then people are into it. I hear it because, like, obviously, if you're produced, just producing it, it's your project. Obviously, you started it, you've opened up the sessions and created everything, but. When you kind of have your vocals on there, it's that extra touch that just makes it even better for you, yeah, right? You know, it, it just opens up a whole other like world of like possibility for how you can express yourself on the tune, you know? Because like you can express yourself to a certain extent with instrumentals, you know, and you can like express things sonically, but then you can't say things. You can't be like, oh, here's a story about something that happened to me. But you know, with with singing, you can. You can be like, well, I'm going to talk about this person or this like this experience that I had, and kind of. And it's cool because you can leave little kind of anecdotes in your music that even if other people don't join the dots, you're like, cool, like, I got that out of my system. I hear that. You know, before we break, let's start actually breaking down some of the tracks that have already come out and we start talking about the main body, I actually got a confession to make to you, you know? Yeah, go ahead. So, you know, like, when Baby Shark came out, like, two years ago? Yeah. Remember someone tweeted you with an aura mixed with Baby Shark? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> yeah, it was me. 
<laughs> mash up of the century, bro. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I don't know where my mind was at. Trust me, I was sober. Yeah, I wasn't on a bad wave. I went on the chemicals, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> and I saw it. Blame it on him, though. <laughs> yeah, listen, I don't know what I did, and I was just like, let me send this out and just see what happens in it. And then bro, I, I remember seeing that. that. That made me crease so much. I was just like, <laughs> you know what? This kind of slaps. <laughs> Listen, you might have to just the next show because I was supposed to go to your show, the one that obviously it's been cancelled now because of COVID and stuff. Yeah, but oh, listen, next if you want to let that one off, just let it off. You know, watch people go crazy. Too. It's a bit of baby shark. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you just cut up the shark bits and it'll just make so much sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I can do it. I can do it. I think people will be into it. Listen, we don't know. Yeah, I think that's be towards the middle of the night when people are drunk. You know, I, was, I don't think I could be in the beginning. Like, but guys, I'm here. I'm back. First show in about 18 months, by the way, baby. No. Uh, let's go. <laughs> but let's talk about the actual breakdown to the album then, because I haven't heard the whole thing yet, but I've obviously heard the songs that are out. So you had Impact, you had Chemicals, yeah. Time, uh, yeah. Feed the Fire. Then we had the one with Nile Rogers that just came out like last week. Yep. So there's only, there's only 10 tracks on this tape. Yeah, so it's 10 tracks. So yeah. it's, um, it's kind of, I, I, I had a few more tracks for it. And then as I kind of really honed in the like the message and vision of the album, I just woke up one day and I sort of put these 10 tracks in order. And I was like, that's it. Like, I see it. And it was just like, it was concise. It said everything I wanted to say. And it communicated everything I wanted to communicate. And um, so I was just like, let's, let's run it. Yeah, I mean... For you then, so because I want to kind of get the perspective from what you've put out to what we're going to get at midnight. What is the kind of message through times that we're going to kind of appreciate or pick up on like straight away with the other songs that we haven't heard as well? So the, the, the central message of the album is this kind of study of the fact that time is finite and that given the opportunity to, to celebrate and to experience these moments of like togetherness in live music, clubs, whatever it may be, or even just like spending time with your friends, those opportunities are finite and that, you know, if we ever get the chance to do those things and we need to cherish them and make the most of them, because I think that the last year has shown us that like all the things that we took for granted, whether that's like, you know, going to a festival, going to the park, all these life experiences, these things that make up life and make them worth living, they're you're not, you know, they're not guaranteed. So really the central message of the whole album is just a looking, looking at that from different perspectives and really just, um, wanting to celebrate the present moment. Yeah, I think that's important because for someone like yourself who kind of goes around and does a lot of performances and is able to connect with the fans, we're going to talk about the print work show in 20 years, like 2018 or 19. That one was crazy. Like, Bro, that was that was one of the best nights of my life. That was so good. Listen, let's talk, actually, let's forget, forget what question I was going to ask. Let's talk about that now because... Yeah. So I was uh, with two of my mates who went and we came from work. So we're tired already. And I'm like, yo, I'm not going to like SG's got to do bits today because I'll, I'm going to have to be tired. I'm, I, I, need some, I need some energy. Yeah. Late, 30 minutes later, but obviously, you know, you had the light stream that was going across and hitting all the way towards the back. So we were kind of like yeah. on the side in the, the front. Yeah. And like, we were going crazy. Two girls say to my mate, yo, what are you guys on? And... <laughs> Like we were bear in mind we had like two drinks in it, that's it. But we just feeling the vibe too much. And then we even kind of turned and looked and was like, nothing. Like <laughs> and, and like the whole crowd and the energy was just feeling it so much. So for you on stage, like mm. how was that was was that the last that's the last show that you did as that's, you? That's you the know? last like headline show because we kind of were running towards this Brixton show, and that was like the next step up, but that's still the last big show I did in London and 
And bro, it was like, I remember walking out on the stage and, and like the first song was coming up, which is a song I sing on. So I remember walking out and there's a recording of it somewhere. I get on stage and like, I see the people stretching back and I just hear this like roar come off the crowd. And I was just like, oh my God. Like in that moment, like it took the wind out of me. I was just like, for like five seconds, I couldn't say anything. And then I just like, was like, like, (laughs) it took me like a verse and a chorus to like relax into it. But then once I was in, man, just like the energy of the crowd. Like I had so many friends in the audience, but then just people that have like been rocking with me for some time. And that was, it was magical, man. And it was like, you know, I, I missed that feeling. And, you know, I've got so many people that are with me and that are like supportive of what I do. And, you know, and, and I meet some of these people in the normal world and I go out and, you know, you get to meet these people and stuff, but I really miss that connection with that, the, the audience that you get from that. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to it coming back. Yeah, I mean, with that being said then, because a lot of the time, a lot of people build albums around tours and stuff. Is this, yeah. were a lot of these songs kind of made for a 2020 release and you've kind of had to wait and push it back to now? Or were these like new songs, the ones obviously that we haven't heard? I think originally um, the whole album had this kind of aim to be enjoyed in dance floors and, and festivals, you know, there was it's like ode to club culture and the, the kind of meaning and purpose of the album shifted when I started to get messages from people because I started to release singles and that kind of went through my mind. I was like, oh, should I like pause? Should I wait? And then people would message me and just be like, yo, I see like I'm, I'm stuck at home and I'm with my flatmate and, you know, everything's really bad right now. But for a brief moment, we stuck your music on and we danced around the living room. And for a little moment, we just escaped and it was amazing. And I'm like, that gave the, the music, especially yeah. the dance hall music, like a purpose. And that was like, to me, that was an even bigger purpose than otherwise, you know? And that just kind of gave me the the green light I needed to be like, no, like I want to share this whole album. So, you know, there's two songs that haven't been heard that are kind of slower, but then um, most of the album is kind of this celebratory, up-tempo, euphoric music, really. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely feel that in the music that's already out and you've got different mm-hmm. vibes in there because I want to talk about Robin for a second because that's a name that is if you are in like your mid-20s and up you're going to know who Robin is from like was that, was that yeah. Every Little Heartbeat was that the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah Every yeah. Little Heartbeat there's um obviously um uh, Call Your Girlfriend yeah I can song- dance, dance on my own you know I mean Robin Robin's like a she's a legend you know and it's um it's crazy to have her on the record because I'm, I'm such a fan you know yeah and she's been a pioneer of dance music for a long time even behind the scenes as well yeah and- you know she, she really like she's really about her like underground electronic music you know if you watch her dj she knows her records and she's like you know she lives and breathes that underground dance culture you know mm. i think for you, because when I DJ, I kind of don't know where to put your music in when I put it in the, in the folders. I'm like, electro, is it like pop? You've got some songs that sound like got disco elements into it. Like if I'm yeah. doing a modern disco, I can fling it there. So is it for you just, it's the SG sound? Because I feel like you've got one of like a signature sound where you hear that song. Thanks, I mean, like, yeah. I, I really, I like that it can't be like pigeonholed because like, I feel like I just make music that I would want to hear and I would, think is interesting and I think that you know the music by nature kind of like straddles a few different genres and has different influences and you know it's, it's hard for me to look at it myself and be like oh that's my sound because like it's it's weird to kind of 
look from an outside in but people do tell me that the music has like a sound that i you know that i have which i think is really cool and i'm, I'm really proud of mm. i think well as soon as you hear something like hurting come on you got aura then you're automatically like those three you see like those three eps that came out like between 17 and 19 yeah. like they were the soundtrack to a lot of summers you know and they just made Thank sense you. Thank yeah. you, bro. I appreciate that. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm super proud of them still. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. You can kind of go back to those songs at any time. Even with this, like, album as well. Like, when Chemicals first came out, I was like, I can hear, like, Daft Punk get lucky. Obviously, Sheik, you know, you're all going to go with this. And then I can hear that influence in the background. I'm like, yeah. And then obviously this one more, was it one more, with Now Rogers came out. And I'm like, fam, what's going on? What's, like, it just makes so much sense. Like, the little, obviously, this is you. Yeah working on it and developing it but it's just it shows how like multi-genre and how you can kind of link so many of your songs into one thank you bro and like you know it's so crazy for me because you know some of the people that ended up being on the album were the people that even like inspired this whole process in the first place you know it's like um you know people like Nile Rogers were the catalyst for this whole album even being like made in the first place, you know, exploring disco and the music in it. So then it's very full circle to like, to have him on the record and to have Robin on the record and Matt Johnson from Jamiroquai and Chad Hugo from the Neptunes is playing a synth on a song. And it's just like, all of a sudden it's like, wow, like, you know, most of my biggest influences are on this record. And that's, yeah. that's insane. I think, when it does drop at midnight, because by the time everyone hears this, the album would have come out, so they're going to be looking at it from another perspective. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, where... I, I'm trying to think, think of the best way to say it. Like, would you want people to feel as a whole towards it? Like, I want, yeah. I want, I want people to... I want people to feel hope towards everything coming back because I just think they're like, this is... It's been a rough time, man. And I think that, you know... I just want people to listen to this album and to start to dream about what it, it could be like when we come back. And then for me as an artist, I want people to look at it and be like, well, you know, this we don't know where he's going to go next, but I, I'd like to think that they, there's there's nothing that I can't kind of do next or there's no like box that I have to be put in because like, you know, I think that I managed to kind of cover a range of things on the album that kind of leaves that door open in terms of where I go next, really. Yeah, I think if we look at some of the other work that you've done outside of it, like some people might have forgotten, even though you were in a video, you've worked with Dave before yeah. as well. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got that, you've, had, you've got a tune with G-Eazy, you've got a yeah. few other tunes that are floating around where you've done production for it and your name might not be credited on it, but if you know, you know. It's the ones. Yeah, 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 if you know, yeah. bro. So... Like, where where would you want to go? Where where do you want to take it? Because you could do more hip-hop sounding stuff, which we've heard you do before. This album seems a lot more towards the dancier element. And like you said, mm-hmm. why we broke it down. So yeah, what, what can you do next? I'm asking. I'm, I mean, like, yeah. I'm, really, I'm really pushing myself as a singer right now and trying to like really realise my full potential with that. And I'm interested to explore that like on wherever I go next. But then I'm also like, you know, I'm learning a lot about pop music and kind of the good bits that I like about, you know, I love pop music and pop music is a huge term, but like, you know, for instance, the Neptunes, what they did was pop music, but it's their own kind of pop music. And I just want to leave my mark on popular music. You know, I want there to be a period of time that people go, oh, do you remember when those like SG Lewis joints were like everywhere? You know, that's where I want to go next. I want to like, I want to, I want 
to leave a mark on popular music on the whole, really. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the, the beauty of everything is that because this is your debut record, it's just the beginning of it. Like, everything <laughs> that's been done before is still as important. But mm -hmm. I'm sure even from, like, this record that's about to drop to the first EP, even, like, from even looking at yours as well as, like, a point, because you had a few, like, more... Like, apart from Holding Back, which was with Gallant on that one, and he had the Bishop Neri track on that. So, like, from maybe the one before that, which was more dancier, what's the evolution that you found within yourself that you're more confident in working with or you not automatically know that you know what you need to put there, et cetera, et cetera, when it comes to layering and production? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's really just a, you know, it's like a 10,000 hours thing. It's like, you know, you, you spend enough time around people that are good at things and you learn and you, I think the, the worst thing that like an artist can have or anyone that writes music is like a huge ego. The minute that you think, oh yeah, like I, like I've got this figured out, like, you know, then you're toast, you know? It's like, you have to keep learning because music keeps changing and like, there are always people better than you out there. So I've just been lucky enough to kind of be around enough people now that I'm learning you know, and that's giving me confidence in my direction. But at the same time, you've just always got to continue to kind of take in general advice and kind of, um, and continue to improve. Yeah, I think that is also important. And because you're pretty open with your fan base and like, you kind of like listening to what they're, they're saying, I guess it's like, say for example, like a half of your fan base said, oh, do this. And you're like, I don't really want to do that. That's not my sound right now. But at least because you're open, you can translate that through the music you're making or even just a tweet yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, and people, you know, I have a great conversation with my fans on like Instagram Live and like stuff like that. And, um, you know, I feel like I can have those honest conversations with them. And, you know, I get requests all the time from fans like collab with this person, collab with this person. But, and sometimes they're great ideas and sometimes they just don't work for certain reasons, but it's mm. cool to like even hear that from them, you know? Yeah, I hear that. And um, yeah, so like thinking about obviously you as the your progression as the, to become a singer, mm -hmm. I'm focused on that. Do you trust yourself on a beat which is just completely stripped back yet and you could just sing like a ballad or where are we on that level yet? <laughs> so, bro, there's a beat, uh, sorry, there's a ballad. The last track on the album is called Fool and it's a ballad and it's pretty exposing, but like, I still, you know, I still probably use a bit too much reverb on my voice in places and bury myself. But you know, you don't, need to tell him, you don't need to tell him that. Don't say that too much. Don't expose it like that. People will be like, nah, no, take I, the bro, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm honest about the process. And, you know, it's like, I think we'll get to a stage where I think with singing, you just get more used to your voice. I don't even know if you get better. You kind of just like come to accept that that's what you sound like. Or nah, you get better too. But it's like, you know, it's just about getting comfortable with how your voice sounds and knowing how to sing and use it. Yeah. Um, obviously for you as well, you used to travel quite a bit. So yeah. you used to be out in LA. I think, have you got a studio out in LA or is it just... I was, I was living there for like six months and uh, my, my publisher's Pulse, like give me free studio time there and stuff. So like I'm there all the time. And I was going to move before this album. I was like, yeah, I'm gone. I'm like... I basically promised myself I wouldn't be here for British winter ever again, but then, you know. <laughs> Boy, well, it's still, uh, it's February, and I'm not going to lie, last week was snowing, so. Or, like, honestly, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be here when it's, like, two degrees and raining. But um, but the world had other ideas, you know, so I don't know. We'll have to see what happens when the world returns and if things get safe again. But, yeah, I spent a lot of time over there. Yeah, so 
how obviously like you said because you can't really get over there right now with everything that's going on did that affect a lot of the process of making like some of the songs or was it just easy to kind of promote i was i was lucky enough that i'd written a lot of the album before the first lockdown there was only two songs that then ended up being finished over zoom um and like you know kind of going back and forth on like email but loads of the first lockdown was me just sat with the songs and then just like finishing production and just like tinkering and kind of mixing and all this little bit. So um, it was a really like, just, I was lucky that I had all the music in front of me. And I, I think I would have struggled if I had to like put an album together in the first lockdown, but you know, I was kind of locked away and um, as terrible as it was it was like the one positive that i had from it was that i had all this time to like lock in and to finish the music in the way that i needed to yeah i mean that's the best part about it because now when you share all the songs that people haven't heard i'm looking forward to hearing the last track now you know you got you got me like thinking okay let me hear this ballad ready for the ballad you know i don't want to listen to ballads too much but i have to make an exception you know what i mean but yeah, I think it's just important that even sometimes going away and kind of just working on yourself, like obviously you through the yeah. music, it makes it more powerful when you come out because we're mm. kind of in this space where a lot of people are going to remember this time, but certain things are not going to be remembered. But yeah. if they can hear times and like be like, oh, yeah, I remember when SG Lewis was doing this, it yeah. kind of sets a bigger benchmark for when you drop the second and the third yeah, and the fourth album. Yeah. Definitely. You know, like in a typical world, I'd be off touring and stuff, but... I've got all this time to, now to kind of to lock into whatever's coming next and kind of just spend that time developing. And I basically promised myself that that's how I was going to spend the rest of this downtime was like, I need to make the most of this and, and, you know, get ahead on musical output and stuff because, you know, when the stuff, when the world opens back up, I'm going to be everywhere, you know? So mm-hmm. I hear it. It's got, that's got to be done. That's the thing. Like, yeah. and with this album coming out, obviously tonight, midnight, Obviously, next week you might do some more press and promo. Are you taking a break or are you going to keep going? I was going to, like, when I could travel, I was like, right, I'm going to go like Bali for a month or something. And I'm just going to, but bro, I got nothing to do. And I, I really <laughs> like making, I make, you know, this is what I do. So, really, I think I might take one week off and then I'm back to it. In fact, I'm not even sure I have that, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> like, I, I was, the diaries, like, I got some studio sessions like next week, I think. But, you know, I'm ready. I'm, you know, I've got nothing else to do. I'm like playing Warzone. I'm like, what? I've completed Netflix. You know, I've scrolled. Oh, in, I've like scrolled Instagram to the end of Instagram. You know, it's like I've got nothing left to do. So I'm just gonna get back to making more music. I hear that. Wait, have you got? Have you secured PS5 or Xbox? Got PS5, bro. Bad. I'm not gonna lie. I do too. I got one like about. Hey. Had to be done, you know. Like... It has to be done. You know, lockdown and that. Yeah, wait, how good are you at Warzone, though? That's the question. I'm so bad. I'm so, bro, I, I die, like, every time. Listen, I got mates that are, like, on higher tiers that I play with, and I just let them do the killing, and I'll just be there, like, armor plates on, minding my own business in the corner. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, the, the technical terms that, you know, I play with some guys who are, like, you know, they, they use the, the the compass on, like, the where you're looking. I was just, like, I got no idea what you're saying. I'm just, like, trying to survive. Ask me, someone say enemy drop into the AO. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that means, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. But listen, the album, Out Midnight, what do you want to say to all the people that are locked into this, going to be looking to see the album over the weekend for the future? What do you want to say to the fans? Just um, massive thank you to everyone that supported me. It's been like, you know, 
despite everything that's gone on, I've been so lucky to share this music with everyone and to feel that energy from everyone and that's kept me going. And I hope that this album provides a little bit of escapism for you guys and hopefully once this is all over, we'll be able to get back together and have the best time ever. There we go. SG Lewis in, well, I was saying in the building, we ain't in the building. On Zoom. On Zoom. On Zoom. (laughs) With me, Miles. That's the interview. Guys, I'll catch you in a bit. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.